0: And locking out your joints is no riskier than tons of the stuff that the very same people who tell you not to lock out do all the fucking time without ever thinking about it. Hey folks Dr. Mike here for Renaissance purization. I have a question for you if you lock out your elbows or your knees, I promise I'm doing it under the table here during training, does that make you immoral? Will The Hague be interested in putting you in Euro jail forever? Maybe? And does it really make you a bad person? Let's find out. You've probably heard, some of you who've been in the gym long enough, about an infinity number of times. God, that'd be a sweet meme to make. It's like all the atoms in the universe, huge number. Number of times I've heard not to lock out knees and elbows in the gym, plus one, that shit. You've heard it a bunch, don't lock out a ton. You've maybe even seen videos of lockout accidents, especially with the knees and hack squats and leg presses, really just leg presses, I guess. And this has convinced you that lockouts are a terrible idea. And even without accidents, you've heard people say that degrades your joints, it unloads the muscle, et cetera, et cetera. So should we just not lock out? Is it better safe than sorry? Is that a dependable principle we can apply to all human affairs and this human affair? Well, maybe, but let's ask some questions first. These are the kinds of questions that most of the people promulgating this idea seemingly have never asked. First, how high actually is the acute injury risk from locking out? Like, what are you really in for? Does a black hole automatically open and suck in the next five kilometer radius around you, or is it less dire than that? I'll give you a couple of ideas. If you actually lift a weight you can do for at least five repetitions with a reasonably full range of motion and can control it. If you use a good technique with that weight that's not collapsing into the weight and then shooting back up into the sky pointlessly, if you're controlling the movement at all times, the risk of acute injury from locking out your knees or your elbows is insanely low. It is no higher than the risk generally of bench pressing. I can tell you this, the f- the number of injuries or the injury rate of pec tears at the bottom position of the bench press, of quad tears from squatting, of back injuries from deadlifting and rowing is almost certainly higher than of acute injuries from locking out at the top of any of those movements or the leg press or whatever you have it. Doing preacher curls exposes your bicep tendon to a massive lever arm. Tons of torque, the very tiny tendon that attaches to your bone, is that also risky? Yes, everything in the gym is risky, and locking out your joints is no riskier than tons of the stuff that the very same people who tell you not to lock out do all the fucking time without ever thinking about it. And if you're saying, well, okay, look, but better safe than sorry, let's just not lock out maybe not even do that other stuff, I have another problem to put in. Your risk management is almost certainly completely miscalibrated because you are putting yourself under much higher risk in totally otherwise banal and unnotable conditions that you engage in all the time. Way more risk than locking out. For example, hiking. Way more people get hurt hiking than locking out their joints in the gym. You step on a rock, it moves, snap your ankle, helicopter ride that costs $300,000, the rope snaps, you die. Well, that was a pretty bad example. But you know what I'm saying. Hiking gets fucking people hurt all the time because you're on rough terrain, there's a lot of mystery, shoes, et cetera, et cetera. What about a sport like swimming? People get hurt in swimming, they get their shoulders hurt from too much of this, too much of that. Almost every competitive, even recreational sport in which your body moves dynamically through space and not through a completely prescribed and controlled range of motion that is lifting weights in a gym is more dangerous. Basketball? Holy fucking snap city, forget about it. Way more dangerous. And if you're ever curious, feel free to look up the injury rates for bodybuilding and compare them to the injuries for almost every other sport. You're going to take your six-year-old daughter and pull her out of gymnastics real quick if you think that one through, but don't do that because it's good for children to experience some risk. Injuries aren't the end of the world all that shit builds resilience. And if you're really serious about minimizing your injury risk, you would never leave the home. And if you leave the home enough to go to your garage to train or to a home gym setup or even to the real gym, well shit, then you're driving. And that's a really high risk activity, especially on the freeway at high speeds. When you get to the gym and finally avoid the lockout by a millimeter, you are barely moving the fucking needle. So when you're saying it's too risky to lock out, The question of, well, too risky compared to what, is a question that, if answered properly like we just did, leads you to nonsense, and you're just apparently really freaked out about that shit for no reason at all. It's like people that will drive a car at 90 miles, no problem, but are deathly afraid of spiders. Most of those people will tell you, look, I don't really think spiders are that dangerous. It's just a mental thing that I should be getting over. How many people die of fucking spider bites in America? Not that many. How many people die of car accidents? Not that many. How many people die of their knees buckling and them getting folded in half? Fuck! No, we're not talking about death, we're talking about injury. It's still an unbelievably low rate because almost everything you do in the gym, even though the weights are heavy and scary, is insanely safer than anything you do dynamically in real life that remotely looks like a sport or physical hobby because of that unpredictable nature, because of the higher speed, and anything in which you jump up off the ground, any sport, and land is going to be more dangerous than anything you do in the gym. So, unless you're just never playing pickup basketball, pulling your kids out of gym class, really the whole locking out thing is just some kind of distorted risk analysis. Now, you say, okay, fine, 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 fine. It's not very likely at all, that I'm just gonna snap my shit up if I lock out, and my elbow flies over to the other corner of the room, and that old lady that finally started lifting weights get hit with my fucking part of my elbow bone, and then well, she's never coming back again. That's traumatizing. But hold on, Dr. Mike. Doesn't locking out grind your joints down over time? That wear and tear is gonna be something you paid for. There's always that old motherfucker in the gym that's like, hey, don't lock out, man. I used to be just like you and able to walk and use my arms, but I trained with lockouts too much and now I can barely move. And like, is that guy right? No, he's not. Why? Because locking out your joints does not hurt them over time. Your joints evolved to lock out. That's why the fuck they lock out. And DS under load, it just has to be an intelligent progressive load with adequate rests and deloads and active rests such that... Drum roll, your joints actually get stronger over time. If you consistently, safely lock out under control, your ability to resist injury and wear and tear in that lockout position escalates. It doesn't degrade. If you lock out all the time, regularly, under control, intelligently, you are going to be building a buffer for injury and just being straight up more resilient. Here's the thing, folks even though it's 2023, are not that fragile. Your body is anti-fragile. It is an adaptive system. And if you, in a graded controlled manner, expose it to deleterious stimuli, it usually nuts up, fucking puts its testicles on the table, and fucking gets better at shit, which means that your joints get stronger over time. Number three, all right, I you're fine, Mike, you say to yourself begrudgingly while slamming your iPhone against your desk. I'm not going to get... A traumatic injury in all probability from locking out. I'm not going to grind my joints down to a pulp. Imagine your joints in like one of those old school pencil sharpeners. That won't happen. But point number three, you retort doesn't it take tension off the muscle when you lock out? If I'm doing leg presses and I lock out my quads for a second or lock out my legs, don't the quads significantly turn off or turn down their muscle activity? Doesn't that make it easier on them? It absolutely does. But it also gives them a break. And then you can do one or two, or even four or five more repetitions in that set. Because every time you lock out, your muscles get a little bit of a break. They're getting pushed very close to failure. Then you lock out. They get a bit of a break. They drop some fatigue. That growth stimulus from coming close to failure is already set in. You do a couple more reps and then you lock out. And you, even if every rep is locked out, you get a mini break. So your muscles, instead of getting close to failure, if you're not locking out, and you're like, I can't lift this anymore. You have to rack. They get a little bit of a close to failure effect, which is good. It's good. It's good training. Nothing wrong with it at all. But if you lock out during presses or during leg presses, shoulder presses, bench presses, anything, that little lockout gives you some rest. And as long as you don't just fucking quit, if you keep going and keep doing reps with lockouts, it lets you float close to failure for longer. One, two, three, even five reps more close to failure training in any given set. for muscle growth is never going to be the same. If you just do leg press with a given weight, that's your non-lockout 10 RM. You never lock out, just shy of lockout right back down. Just shy of lockout right back down, you may be able to do 10 reps and then you have to rack it because the next rep would just crush you. If you lock out between every rep, and let's say even for extremity's sake, we say you rest one full second at lockout, you may be able to do 12 or 13 reps. And those last two or three reps are two or three reps fucking really close to failure, which is where tons of growth happens. So instead of the last three or four reps being really hypertrophic in a set of 10 where you don't lock out, in a set where you do lock out, you get another chi whiz, a total of six or seven reps, let's call it five or six reps that's a whole lot better. You might get more hypertrophic yield, more growth stimulus from locking out than from not locking out. So give that some thought. That's something to noodle on for a bit. So no, it does it does take tension off the muscle, yes, but the result is because you get extra rest, you may actually be able to grow more muscle. So with all that taken into account, is the conclusion that everyone should lock out, do we go in the gym and just go ah, and slam our elbows? No. If locking out just feels icky for you, don't do it. If when you're locking out, you seem to notice a worse effect for your muscles and your joints are hurting a bit and you don't like it, don't do it. You don't have to lock it out. Any reason you think of for yourself that concludes don't lock out is totally fine. You never have to lock out. It's not like, well, you got to do it for better gains. Nah, the gains are about the same. So if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But please, if you don't lock out, for the love of God, stop telling other people they have to stop locking out. And you could tell people that, but then there's no compelling reason to believe you. And people look at you like you're stupid, which is my entire fifth grade year. It was was hard. It was really fucking hard, guys. (sighs) I'll see you next time.